Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. We will have upcoming interview with Pablo Mastroeni and various players as they talk about RSL's shambolic second 45 minutes where they gave up three unanswered goals to lose 3-1 at home against FC Dallas. And it's got to be said, for all the good work that they did in the first 45 minutes, come out quickly. They look like the first half against San Jose on Saturday in the second half, Lauren. 100%. These are two different teams, <laughs> the first 45 versus the second 45. Um, and and I, don't, I don't really get it. Um, again, just it's not necessarily the, the conceding goals. It's the way the goals are being conceded once again. Just so sloppy on the first and third goals. It's far too easy for Dallas to break down this team. Um, didn't even really make them try on the third one. Just came right through. Uh, gave them the ball. Um, obviously, the PKs. Defend, defenders wrong side. Yeah, but, but watching that. the ball, yeah. it's it's a that's a tough one. I can, I, I couldn't blame them either way on that if they called it. Or, or obviously, they called it if they hadn't called it. But then you look at the one for Demir that was not called, where he was very clearly pulled down, and the ball was playable, and that's not called. Uh, it's. I thought the referee had a pretty good game aside from that. To be honest with you. I didn't. I thought he was really poor. No, did you? Yeah, I thought he was really poor. Okay. Yeah, Luke Lazare. You know, that's we, fair. We got the offside wrong in the first half when we won the ball back. Oh, okay. No, no. You're but right. There was, there I'm sorry. I really, did forget about that. I, and really that was ones. very bad because they it, they appeared to have called Demir off, even though he was not involved in the play and did not influence. And neither was Chicho. Yes, Chicho and Chicho was, was very clearly onside the whole time. Yeah. You know, okay, no. I retract. I apologize. I blocked out a few things. Thank you for reminding me. Well, that's me. because the Look. second 45 was so shambolic. Oh, so, yeah, yes. It, it really was shambles from Real Salt Lake. Um, I, and then in that last 10 minutes, you see the urgency again from RSL and as Dallas drops off and kind of allows them to come at them full force. They parked the bus, and, and it was effective from them. Just we said at halftime it, it needed to be a complete 90. Not even a complete 90, just come out of the blocks 80? quicker in the yeah. second, second half. <laughs> and, and they simply did not do that. Yeah, really, really disappointing. We'd love to hear your thoughts um, uh, on tonight's result. Lauren will tweet at, at Lars uh, underscore MM. Um, yeah, we just want to hear your thoughts. Um, RSL in danger of imploding. They now sit just two points ahead of FC Dallas in the table. And uh, when you look at it now, RSL dropping to... Well, they're still sick, but there's games going on right now. Minnesota, San Jose, and Portland. Um, but RSL on 40 points. FC Dallas, as I said, uh, going up to 38 points just outside of the playoffs in 10th place. Uh, leap for, uh, going above Kansas City. Um, it is kind of do or die, and we just feel like it's... It's not going RSL's way. And now Vancouver becomes 
even more huge, um, who they got thumped tonight in Houston 4-1. Um, but RSL really, really just clawing on to that, uh, that top seven uh, places uh, in the playoffs. But they really, really need to find some form. And again, tonight, they're so very, very rigid. Uh, and, and that's uh, an issue for me. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Lauren is tweeting out uh, as I speak. Uh, we're going to head to a, uh, a break. You're listening to the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome back into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Got any tweets, Lauren? Um, I do have some things Wonderful. that I could read. So I can call. Sure. <laughs> uh, Caleb Reeve, before I tweeted, he was much faster than me, says, this team does not deserve us as fans. I mean, it's it's very frustrating, especially early in the season with all of the sellouts that we had here at America First Field and Real Salt Lake was underperforming here at home. It's been a disappointing home season in particular. Um, any comment on that? Yeah, I mean... You win or die, you know, you make the playoffs by uh, by your home form, and RSL's home form has not been good enough. Anywhere good enough. Yep. Um, at Howie Smith, another friend of the program, uh, the inability to get points at home is inexcusable. It's not a new problem this season. The fans turn on the squad. The mistakes were bad, and there were more that went unpunished. Dallas was not good tonight, and to lose that match feels like a punch to the throat. Yeah, it, it honestly it felt like Dallas was good for the 15 minutes they scored their goals or however long it was and and then that was it yeah I, I, and to be honest with you it was rsl that that were their own worst enemies Again. with regards they came out in the second half and it was complete it was night and day compared to the first 45 minutes where they were quick they were uh, there was urgency and we just and we ended up with more possession which obviously makes sense when you're 3-1 down and you're trying to fight back into the game but for the first five ten minutes, it was it was Dallas, yeah. and and I, I just I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It was really really poor, and and I think the substitutions happened too late as well. Um, mm. Not saying that would have changed the game, but I, Dami wasn't great the entire time he was on the for the sixty nine minutes he was on the field. And of the substitutions, Rubio Robin was going to be the first substitution. And he stood up and put a jersey on, and I was so confused because you have Anderson Julio, who can stretch any defense. You have Andres Gomez. I, I, I was very confused by that. Dallas scored a couple. They changed it to Andres and Anderson. It took them forever to get them ready to, to go into the field and get them to midfield. I didn't. That was very bizarre to me. And now I'm being nitpicky. But it took them. They were there on the bench getting ready for about five minutes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like that Rubio was going to be the first because I don't think that he provides much anything different from Demir. Um, yeah, I, but I agree. Substitutions were late. I, I didn't, I was not happy about the Jasper substitution when it happened, but I, in hindsight, I like after seeing him perform, I, I do think it was, it was better than I anticipated it being sure. from Jasper. Um, any more on that tweet? No. Okay. Uh, Troy Oveson, friend of the program. Uh, 
message me on Instagram. He does not have Twitter anymore. So uh, if you if you also don't have Twitter, you can message me on Instagram. Same handle, at Lars underscore MM. He said, Chicho scores again, and that's about it. More holes in the defense than a moldy Swiss cheese, and I hope they run until they puke to make up for standing around and watching. I do think they're... Uh, there was a lot of standing around on a few. Uh, the, uh, in particular, looking at a few balls that were played over the top um, to the forwards or midfield. Was that a weather warning? I don't know. I don't know what that was. That was I've never heard an announcement like that post-game. Anyway, uh, that that could have been fought harder for. I, I, I think that there was a real lack of that fight in that second half. Yeah, and, and obviously the, the ball over the top was RSL's undoing that led to the penalty. Mm. Um, both Justin Glad and Marcelo Silva caught out. Marcelo is then wrong side of O'Brien. Um, has to make the challenge because he's bearing down on goal, but bundles into O'Brien, who obviously embellishes a little bit, but as any good forward, you'd want that from your forwards as well. Um, you know, and uh, Marcelo kind of had to go through him a little bit, but... The same time, the frustrating part is if that's a goal kick and the forward and the defender jump for the same ball, invariably a defender is going to knock into the forward and it's never called yes. uh, there. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, obviously, we had the uh, the dummy shout for a penalty that mm. I was I was confused about because it looked like he could get on the end of the ball and had his jersey uh, tugged and, and, and pulled him to the ground, and, and there was no uh, no decision there. Um, yeah, just a, a really, really frustrating night uh, uh, for Real Salt Lake, but ultimately their own worst enemies. Uh, scores from around the league. Uh, Charlotte finishing uh, 2-2 with Philadelphia. They get a 97th-minute equaliser. Uh, Columbus finished 3-0 against Chicago Fire. DC United... And Atlanta United uh, finish 1-1. Miami get a fourth and beat Toronto FC 4-0. Montreal um, concede a late equaliser to FC Cincinnati. That finished 1-1. NYCFC getting a 2-0 victory against Orlando. New York uh, Red Bulls and Austin FC finishing 1-1. Houston hammering Vancouver 4-1 at Shell Energy Stadium. Kansas City losing 3-0 at home to uh, Nashville, St. Louis, and LAFC finishing nil-nil. Colorado dropping the result at home against uh, Seattle Sounders 2-1 at Dick Sporting Good Parks. And about 50 minutes gone, it's LA Galaxy 1, Minnesota 3, and 55 minutes uh, gone between Portland and San Jose. Currently Portland up one goal to zero. Not a single team in the Western Conference has clinched a playoff spot yet. It's uh, it's still very tight, obviously, in the West. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Conference, Cincinnati clinched their playoff spot two games ago with eight with eight matches left, or sorry, three games ago. Uh, tonight, Orlando, Columbus, and Philadelphia also clinched playoff spots. So four playoff spots in the Eastern Conference have already been claimed. Meanwhile, in the Western Conference, it is all still up in the air. Going to be a crazy last couple of weeks of Major League Soccer here. Yes, yes, and it always seems like that. The Western yes. Conference is always a little bit tighter uh, when it comes to the playoff run compared to the East. Do you have more tweets if you'd like? Yes, please. Uh, Jordan at RSL for Life eighteen said terrible second half, questionable substitutions. Dallas wanted it more. Why not take Hidalgo out and go more offensive? Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered 
those points. Well, not not Bodie. Yeah, no, I thought Bodie was was a good outlet on the right hand side. I, I agree. just think that the formation, I just don't, I don't like it. I've always said that, and I've said that since the first game of the season, since pre uh, preseason. I'm not a fan of it, and I do feel like there needs to be a change, a serious change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have the players for the four three three, where you're getting Sava, Andres, Chicho, uh, Addison, Julio, Rubio, Rubin. Um, all in a three, you know, in any kind of, uh, uh, you know, whoever uh, the manager picks, but just a little bit uh, pinched in. You get your width from the fullbacks. You got some creativity if Diego Luna is there. Um, it allows Nelson to to sit and truly sit and, and be that guy um, to to break things up and, and move it to Ojeda and, and Luna. I just feel like that is. Uh, a real possibility. It's probably too quick to change it um, with Vancouver coming on Saturday. Obviously, mm-hmm. they'll have a, a regen uh, session tomorrow. They'll they'll train Friday, which will be lighter anyway. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, the, the game on Saturday. But there is an opportunity next week uh, in training to uh, to maybe switch things up. And I, I really hope there is uh, because this can't go on because RSL are in free fall right now. Another tweet from Paul Eubanks. Heart, grit, determination, tenacity, resilient. We are none of these things. Not right now. I think about half of this season you could say those things were true about Real Salt Lake. But of late, definitely not. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real struggle, particularly since uh, the, the uh, uh, well, obviously, Paulo Ruiz going down uh, and coming back into league play. It's been pretty much abysmal. Yeah. Any other tweets? That's that's it for now. Bring them in. Bring keep, them yeah, in. Yeah, keep sending them. We, we appreciate all your tweets. We want to hear from you guys. This show is for you guys to react and to... Sound off. Go in. Yeah. So please do. We like it. And now, uh, Even if we disagree with it. Tell me your annoyance. Anyone that stands out for you tonight, anyone that, that covers themselves in at least professionalism uh, for tonight, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts. Um, I thought... Excuse me, cough again. <laughs> Brian Oviedo, uh, three shots, yeah. um, all on target. Um, I thought he was a threat on the left-hand side. Some of the deliveries into the box uh, were, were good. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, kind of clutching at straws, really. Yeah, I mean, 17 shots total for Real Salt Lake, seven on target. I mean, statistically, Real Salt Lake was good, but... When you, again, look at the way that these goals are conceded, the slip from Justin Glad, um, the bad pass to, to start that sequence off, and then just getting absolutely run through on the first goal. It, again, it's, it's night and day from what we've seen over the course of early to mid-summer, I guess. Now it's, now it's a bit more common and we're a bit more used to it, but I... I totally agree that the, the formation changed with the loss of Pablo Ruiz. It made sense even when he was in the team, and now it makes even more sense to, to cater and make that switch. We're going to head to another break as we wait for the post-game presser to start. You're listening to the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. We were in control of the game, um, and then after the, uh, the, the first goal, and, and again, I, I think it's these, it's 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 we had an opportunity to make plays on two two or three different moments on that on that first goal, but then after that first goal, 
it was almost like we switch off and start thinking about thinking so much about that moment that we're not dialed in for the next few moments. Um, and again, uh, the recent run of form hasn't been good enough. Um, and, and that is a confidence thing. And so you see some plays where you're scratching your head. Um, and, and a lot of that comes from, uh, you know, a lack of confidence in the moment. And what we need at this moment is guys to step up and guys to really show their character and guys to really put the team on their back. Um, and, you know, uh, th th we haven't had that. And, and again, I'm 100% responsible for all of it. What I just told the guys is the only way to win games is for each of you to be responsible when the game is playing, right? We can train. It looks great. But in these moments that the game throws curveballs at you, how do you stand up in the face of adversity and say, now it's my time. Now it's my time. And, 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 and again, that's, that's the only way to affect results is on the field. Off the field, my responsibility. Training, my responsibility. But the game is made for the players. And, and what makes soccer unique than any other sport is that the coach's influence during the game is the least of any sport. And so the responsibility and the leadership on the field has to be such that in those moments, pull the guys together a little, hey, focus here. This is an important moment. Can't affect it from the sidelines, right? And so, um, yeah, so we're obviously going through a real tough time. Uh, we've got five games left. We've got to win three, three of the five probably. Um, and I know we can do it. There's no doubt in my mind that we can do it. Today, the game felt so under control. Dallas looked like they couldn't get near the ball. Um, but it was like three or four moments that just, that we we're just tuned off, tuned out and, and cost us this game. You had the one goal in the first half, but there were three, four, maybe five other chances. Should there have been a second goal in the first half so that it was completely different at halftime and the second half would have been played under completely different circumstances. Absolutely. I, you know, I've, I've been saying all along goals change games and um, created some, some, some really good chances. Um, and, and I, I think that always keeps the, it always gives your opponents a lifeline when you don't bury those chances, they feel like they can do it. Um, and, you know, I, you know, on a different day, maybe we have two, but even with one, we have to be professional enough to understand that the game is under our control. And so if this moment calls for us to get in a block and defend really well for three, four, five minutes, we've got to be professional enough to do that. Right. And, 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 and at times, especially here at home, it's, it's six back and four up front. And in a game where you're winning one zero, it should be eight back two up front. Right. And those little, those little nuances are, are, are the difference. And, and, and when you see a team that's full of confidence, everyone is busting their tails, getting behind the ball, because this moment is really important here. And you don't know this moment is important until the ball's in the back of your net. And so, again, it's a bit more sacrifice. It's a bit more leadership. Um, and, and it's really, you know, being responsible in, in moments where you think nothing's going to happen. Hey, Pablo, I appreciate your time tonight. Um, I know it's tough coming off of a loss and um, uh, this, the team was on a really good run of form for quite some time. Um, then taking it back to when the Pablo uh, Ruiz injury occurred, the team has, has dropped uh, the six of the last seven games. However, you have outshot your opponent in each of the last five games. Um, do, you, do you find this, this poor run of form lately 
to be partially attributed to still trying to, to fill that gap and bridge the gap with the Pablo injury, or is it just kind of a lack of, of quality opportunities in front of goal? Well, I think it's I, I think it's two different scenarios, right? I think when you're in a good run of form, there's confidence. Uh, Pablo was, has been a huge attribute to what we've been doing going forward um, and, and our build. Um, and, and so, you know, trying to trying to get our wingers a little bit more inside to get, you know, feet on the ball that actually can make that final pass has been really important. And again, I don't think it's from a lack of creating opportunities. Uh, I just think we haven't been cl- clinical enough in, in those moments. Um, and, 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 and so when you're, you know, and, uh, you know, I think Nelson's been doing a good job acclimating to the league. Um, and it, it, you're never going to replace Paulo Ruiz, just like in any focal point of any team in any sport. You're not going to replace that. But what you're trying to do is trying to make up for his technical abilities, um, and, and that's the way we found that that that's that that that's the best, you know, mechanism. Getting Saba inside, getting guys like Chang inside, getting you know Chicho running off back shoulders, um, outside backs getting forward, getting a lot of numbers in the box, and um, you know to this point um, we haven't had much success. But but again, it isn't from a lack of creating opportunities. It's it's from a lack of, of really polishing, being the final polish. Um, but I'd say the bigger the bigger problem is defensively. Uh, you know, you one zero is more than enough to win a game. You don't need you don't need three goals to win a game. You need one, and then you got to commit to the work defensively, um, to get behind the ball, to 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 do all the graph work that no one likes to talk about, that doesn't show up on stats, but that makes a difference between winning and losing. And um, lastly, for me, uh, a, a player that had done pretty well this season, played really well, Emeka and Nelly, a uh, total of three game minutes over the last three games. Is this solely based on his, his recent run of play, um, or is it just kind of trying to get other guys in that same position? No, I, you know, I think moving Brody over to the right side, uh, and Oviedo coming into the group has kind of affected his playing time. Um, Brody, actually, obviously, he's been... Um, a fantastic player for this group and, and, and getting guys in positions to where uh, we can feed better balls into those wingers that are inverted and also have a finish, have a crossing. We're getting great crossing opportunities. So putting Brody on the right and, and Oviedo on the left for, for crossing opportunities. And obviously, um, Ameka is, uh, he's a fantastic player and he's going to get his time and, and, you know, more likely he'll get a go this weekend, but it's been nothing more than just getting Brody on the right side. That's affected the Mecca's playing time. Pablo, gracias por tu tiempo. Mm, los goles que te hacen están siendo muy al centro. Eso indica que el relevo de los centrales no está funcionando. El gol de Arriola y el gol que nos hicieron en San José, por ejemplo, han sido goles del punto penal prácticamente. ¿Y eso te preocupa? ¿Estás trabajando en eso? Sí, me preocupa, eh, especialmente porque tuvimos la oportunidad de bloquear el centro. Y la decisión del el, el central lejano tiene que tomar el, la, la, la decisión es siempre que debe marcar el jugador más peligroso. Así le da tiempo para la defensa que recupera. Y yo creo que en los últimos dos partidos hemos tenido problemas, uno, bloqueando el, el centro, y segundo, decidiendo cuál jugador es más peligroso en este momento. Y, y por eso la experiencia es muy importante 
y, y son cositas que trabajamos cada semana, pero en un partido, con la presión, con, la, con el ritmo del juego, ahora te, te, te hago otra pregunta, porque van dos, y tenés que mirar y, y, y dividir cuál, y son momentos que lo vamos a ver en el video, lo vamos a trabajar, pero eso se resuelva en, en la cancha, porque si lo entrenamos en el entrenamiento, claro, no hay presión, lo hacemos 20 veces y no hace ni un centro. Y eso es la diferencia del entreno con un partido. Eh, de mi parte, la última. ¿Sientes que se te está yendo los playoffs porque ya estás a un punto del último lugar? Y la otra, Justin Glad. Yo sé que nos ha dado alegrías y que es para mí uno de los mejores productos de la Academia de Real Soleil, pero ¿crees que no crees que está pasando por un momento complicado, que está cometiendo algunos errores y que nos están costando los resultados? Sí, yo creo que está pasando un, un tiempo difícil, como todos los futbolistas, ¿no? Eh, hay años que las cosas no te salen como el año anterior, pero yo creo que el, 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 los errores son eh, errores sencillos, o sea, no, no, no es... No, nunca quiere hacer algo mal para afectar el grupo. Es un tipo sencillo, un, 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 un jugador honesto, pero en este momento yo creo que eh, se está complicando las decisiones que está haciendo. O sea, si tiene un pase abierto sobre la derecha, intenta jugar en el medio. Y eso también, los jugadores en Europa sí lo, lo buscan, pero para, un, para mí, un central debe cumplir 99% de los pases. Los pases que no cumple son los que vamos para pa adelante para, para darle un poco de respiro de, de la presión del, del rival. Y, y eso, eso es un tema que hablamos en el medio tiempo, porque pa, pa, pasó en el primer tiempo dos o tres, tres veces donde jugamos al medio y eh, ahí querían hacer el, el, como el, 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 lock, el lock en el medio pero los costados siempre, todo el éxito que tuvimos en el primer tiempo fue por los costados y lo hablamos. Pero, como te digo? Los entrenamientos son un tema. Los partidos con presión y sin confianza es otro animal. Gracias, Zach, from your viewpoint, what went wrong in the second half? Um, just a little bit of not being ready in the right moment to, to kind of halt their momentum. Um, I think when they go 1-1, I think the PK is obviously unfortunate, a little bit soft. Um, and the third is... Uh, Is it just an easy mistake that we, we gifted them? So we need to be better in those moments, managing the game. I thought we really came out of the half playing pretty well. Um, but we've got to realize those important moments when they're on the attack that we need to get guys behind and, and make it harder for them. How much of the problems, not just tonight, but this kind of recent run of poor results here, how much of the problems are physical and how much do you think they're mental, psychological confidence issues? 
I don't think any of them are physical. I think it's all, you know, being in the moment, being ready, guys communicating, you know, guys helping each other out, making up for mistakes. Um, so, yeah, definitely a psych- psychological thing that we need to improve going into this last stretch where it obviously hasn't been good. Zach, thank you for your time and thanks for um, for this opportunity. Uh, it, over the last run of a few games, uh, six of last seven I mentioned to Pablo have been losses, but over that streak, those same six of seven also have multiple goals allowed for the team. Um, you kind of touched on the communication and the back line. Um, do you feel that it's, it's kind of a trickle-down effect from the midfield to the defenders and kind of a loss of communication at certain points? I don't necessarily think it's one part of the field. I think it's a, as a group, uh, we need to tighten it up, you know, working together, making the lines a little bit smaller. Um, obviously, there should be communication from me all the way up to the front and back throughout the whole game, not just the beginning, not just when we're under, not when we're just losing. That has to be something that we need to improve going into the last five games. Otherwise, we're going to continue leaking goals. Anything else for Zach? All right. Thanks, Zach. Yep. All right. Welcome back into the RSL post game show here on the RSL radio network. Spencer Warren and Lauren Beck here for another couple of minutes as RSL fall 3-1 here at America First Field against FC Dallas. For as decent as the first 45 minutes were, the second 45, well, let's say the second middle 25 minutes were pretty much shambolic from RSL gifting our uh, FC Dallas the victory FC Dallas now moving on to 38 points RSL still on 40 and uh, yeah that's uh, just grateful there's another game coming up pretty quickly here uh, Lawrence so we can uh, see RSL and Vancouver Vancouver getting walloped tonight 4-1 on the road against um, Houston Dynamo. Uh, it will be uh, the Hispanic Heritage Night as well, so hopefully there'll be some decent food choices. Fingers crossed. Because Fatty over here will be uh, eating what I'm pointing at myself, not you, Lauren. There's more meat on a butcher's pencil. Um, yeah, he'll be at the food trucks if, if there's some uh, decent options. Thank you for, for clarifying. Well, yeah, was, no, I, uh, to, I think everybody knows. It would have been a, such a blow to, to do my pride there. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. it's uh, Vancouver uh, having, uh, we've said it before, a quietly good season, kind of flying under the radar. Um, fifth place in the Western Conference, 41 points. Uh, obviously, they got waxed tonight, but Houston is... Looking not really good. not so quietly having a pretty good. Season. I think they've. I think it's seven consecutive wins for them in all competitions at this point in time. They've got Open Cup final coming up uh, next week against Inter- Miami. Miami. Um, a huge one for them. Yeah, it's again, it's very tight in the Western Conference. These matches against the teams around them in the table are very important um, now more so than ever after this loss tonight. And uh, Vancouver, 4-6-4 four, and four on the road. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. Houston was bad on the road and came here and got a win. Dallas is awful here uh, on the road and came here and got a win. So you know, it, it doesn't make a huge difference, I guess, because Real Salt Lake just flat out needs to be better at home. Um, Pablo in the press conference, I thought, was 
pretty bold, and I appreciated that from him um, because he accurately stated that as a coach on the sideline in soccer, you don't have a whole lot of influence throughout the throughout the game. Yes, you're making substitutions, but as the game is playing out, it's really on the responsibility of the players to carry out and execute the game plan because you cannot call timeouts. You, you can't make those adjustments willy-nilly. You can't put a player back in after you've taken them out. So it's... It's really, it really does fall on the players and your leaders on the field. He called out his leaders on the field. He called out the defense for not being good enough, saying that 1-0 is enough to win a game. And, I mean, it technically it is because you can win 1-0. <laughs> um, so it's – I appreciated that he was pretty candid about those things. I don't think that it was him – passing the buck and not taking any responsibility because I think that Pablo does take responsibility most of the time and when we don't feel that he does we we say it like earlier in the season when he said that the pressure of playing at home was getting to the team because I, I that was a cop-out um, but I think tonight it was pretty honest from him in that regard I'm very curious to see with Brian Vera back from yellow card accumulation suspension tonight uh, for and available for Saturday what this center back pairing looks like because I think it's been a whole lot of mistakes from Justin Glad over the last two months that have not been fixed and there seems to be no real repercussion and I and I hate to I hate to say it, we kind of said off the air maybe it's time to to drop Justin yeah yeah I mean it's it's been coming and not that yeah. it's all on him, all on him by the way yes. but yeah no, 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 absolutely. Uh, as we look to that Vancouver game, obviously two standout players that, that, that really jump out immediately in the attack, uh, and I'll be perfectly honest. Brian White, he's got twelve, uh, sorry, 11 goals, four assists on the season. He'll be leading the line. Obviously, Sergio Cordova, who went from RSL uh, and then went uh, from Augsburg to Vancouver, is now playing in Turkey. Mm-hmm. So he's no longer there, but Ryan Gold is the one. He's almost in that double-double. Uh, he's got 10 goals in the season, nine assists. The Scotsman has been a, a revelation um, up in Vancouver and the driving force of why they sit a couple of places above uh, RSL. Is it a couple of places above RSL? I believe right above RSL. Oh, yeah, yeah, right above. Fifth. Yeah, they're fifth. Um, and, and the reason why they've got um, 46 goals on the season, still leaky at the back, 41 goals conceded, RSL conceding 44, RSL uh, with 40 goals on the season. But RSL really, really need to... To, to grind something out, um, uh, preferably all three points against a a team in Vancouver that has been pretty much a mess since it came into major uh, major league soccer. But the coaching staff up there um, has uh, done a really really good job uh, and settled things down. And they look they're not fancy. They're kind of unfashionable like Real Salt Lake, but they're getting things done and they're hitting form, uh, even though they got smacked tonight. But they're, they're, they're going to be there or thereabouts when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough week of travel for them. Away, They were away last Saturday at Toronto. Um, away, pri- Actually, it's been quite a few away games for them. Uh, going back to August 26th, Portland, and then Chicago August 30th, NYCFC September 2nd. Uh, and then the two-week break, Toronto um, last Saturday, and then today at Houston, Saturday here at America First Field, and then they're away again the following Wednesday at Colorado. So really heavy on the travel for them. We'll have some uh, – uh, I, I, yeah, 
heavy on the travel. I think that that's, that's probably the biggest benefit for Real Salt Lake in this game is it's so hard to play on the road in Major League Soccer, and maybe they're kind of starting to feel the effects of that. RSL dropping a 3-1 result here at America First Field tonight against FC Dallas. They have two games left at America First Field and three more on the road as they look to climb and get some kind of form as they get into the business end of the season. But from myself, from Lauren, from Jay, DJ, from our tech, Stone, and our producer, Alex, we wish you a wonderful rest of your Wednesday night. We'll be back on Saturday, 6.30 pregame. We'll be in the booth, so we won't be out on the uh, plaza, so you can still wave at us, but, you know, we, we might not respond. But we hope you have a wonderful couple of days, and we'll see you back here at America First Field. As I said, 6.30 pregame, 7.30 kick against the Vancouver Whitecaps right here on the RSL Radio Network.